Welcome to the Apostolic Keynote Podcast from King of Faith Church. This message is by Colin Urquhart. Jesus said, as we all know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And this morning we're going to focus on the way. God has always been the way. Jesus came to reveal his Father, and we know that the Father and Jesus are one, that if we see what Jesus is doing, we actually see what the Father is doing also. And uh, we were looking, some of our our students the other day, what what, um, Jesus says in chapter 10, of John's Gospel, that he is the gate. He is the gate through which people enter onto the way in which God wants to lead them. And earlier in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. The amazing thing is that by the grace of God, we are numbered among the few. That the vast majority of people are on the broad path that leads to destruction. But God, out of his wonderful love, mercy, grace, has called us, set us apart, and put us on, our feet on, the narrow way. And to really see the implications of this, we can go back into the Old Testament because Jesus came to make it possible for us to walk on the way that God had always intended for his people. Uh, Turn to Isaiah chapter 35. Now, we know that the way in which God is leading us at this present time is for breakthrough and break out. Now, chapter 35 of Isaiah is a wonderful prophetic word which describes breakout. If you want to know what we're aiming for at breakout, you only have to read this chapter of scripture. The desert and the parched land will be glad when the people of God break out. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Now, that clearly can only be the case if those through whom break out will happen are themselves rejoicing and blossoming. Blossom always speaks of future fruitfulness. There's no fruit without the blossom in the spring. So God wants to see the blossom in our lives that is going to give birth to the fruit. Like the crocus 
it will burst into bloom. This is breakout. That just as the flowers, the crocus bursts out. I mean, the good thing about a crocus, if you know what it looks like, is it pushes through the grass, it pushes through the ground in the springtime. It's one of the earliest uh, flowers to, to um, bloom here uh, in this nation. And it, it just bursts through the ground, it breaks out. Hallelujah. So like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. So breakout is going to spread the joy of the Lord. People are going to come out of darkness into light, but they're going to come out of misery into joy. They're going to come out of futility into fruitfulness and usefulness. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Now, what God has been saying to us in these last few weeks is to keep our focus on him, our focus on the glory, not on ourselves, not to think that we're going to get the breakout by looking at ourselves and improving ourselves or even praying about ourselves, but everything is going to come out of the revelation of his glory. You see, the more you see of him, the more your focus is on him, the more you will respond to what you see. The deeper will actually be the repentance and the surrender of your life to him. You just go through an act of surrender, and okay, that might be marginally useful, but when you see what God wants to reveal to you, when you see him, when he speaks to you, your response to him is so much greater than it will ever be just by looking at yourself or by thinking that you need to surrender this part or that part or this aspect or that aspect of your life. The glory of God just somehow demands of us that wholehearted surrender to him. It, it, it's almost instinctive. What you see draws out of you everything that you have to offer and to give. That's why it's so important to keep our focus on him. And it's important here, whoever leads eight o'clocks, uh, that, that we continue to do that. We just keep our focus on the Lord and on his glory. Yesterday morning, students worship here, we, we just focused on the glory. And several of you led in, in that worship as we focused on the glory of God. And it almost got to the point where I thought, well, we could just go on and worship for the whole morning yesterday instead of stopping for lectures and things because God wants to lead us further and further and further into the revelation of his glory. We'll see what that looks like in a moment. So they will see the glory of the Lord, but you see, the world can't see the glory of the Lord unless we reveal it to them or unless God reveals that glory through us. Glory is going to break out of our lives. Don't get too excited because it's Tuesday. Okay. Now strengthen the feeble hands. Those aren't yours. Those are the feeble hands of the people that are going to be impacted by the gospel. Steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, you don't have a fearful heart. You have a believing heart. But you are going to be leaven in the lump. So say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. 
Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Now, of course, Jesus has come and the work of salvation has been accomplished. Now, you can see how the, the, the next uh, few verses were fulfilled in Jesus, but also, of course, they are to be fulfilled in his people now because we are the body of Jesus Christ and we are to see his life and his glory and his power breaking out of our lives. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. See, we saw that in Jesus. We're going to see it again, not just the odd healing every now and then, but people are going to be drawn by the testimonies of people that are coming not only out of light into darkness, but out of sickness into health. There's going to be a, a release of God's saving, healing power. There needs to be. And, you know, a lot of people in the church uh, have, have been under pressure at this time of infirmity of various kinds, and, and it's almost as if, you know, this is a precursor to what God is then going to do to not only overcome these things in our lives, but to enable us to be instruments of his healing grace to many, many other people. Break out. Healing, breaking out. Amen? Healing of lives, not just healing of bodies. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. This is the transforming work of the Holy Spirit. In the haunts where the jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. Now, here is the word about the way or the highway that God is going to establish. He is establishing this highway here among us. Amen? Because, you see, what happens with breakout is that others will come and join us on the way on the way in which we are walking. And a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. In the prophecy of Isaiah, it says that the world will know, the nations will know, that I am the Lord when I show myself holy through you. In other words, there's not going to be a breakout in the world, in any significant way, until God's people reveal the holiness of God. Now, what does the holiness of God look like? It looks like two things together. On the one hand, the love of God. You can't separate the holiness of God from the love of God. His love is not like human love, which is based upon emotion. But we know the agape love of God is a holy love. It's a pure love. And God's word to his church is to love one another with pure hearts fervently. So this highway, those who walk on this highway will be walking in love. In love for God, therefore in love for people. They are walking on this way, not for their own salvation, 
but in order that the power of God will break out among the people in the world. So the whole focus for those who are on this highway of holiness is the Lord himself, but the Lord's purpose to make Jesus known, to see the kingdom of God extended. There's a passion for people to be saved. There's passion for souls to be brought out of darkness into light and all those that walk upon this way. So this way of holiness is the way of love, but it's also the way of glory. You see, just as you cannot separate the holiness of God from his love, you cannot separate the holiness of God from his glory. When you meet with God in his holiness, you will meet with him in his glory. Those two things go together. It's, I believe, impossible to describe that. You can only experience that. Uh, you know, it's like trying to describe what it means to be saved. You say, well, you'll know it when it happens to you. Uh, you can say, well, your life is different, your life is transformed, but the, per- the unsaved person has got no idea, really, of what you're talking about. But once they experience the new birth, then they understand. Then they see for themselves. And it's like that when we encounter God in his holiness, we encounter him in his love, we encounter him in his glory. And you've heard me say that the real mark of true revival is, is, is a people that are living in this incredible love for God and love for people. Uh, the, the fruit of revival is all the people that get saved and healed and blessed. That's not actually the revival, that's the fruit of revival. The people that are revived are those that are really living in this love, that, that really are being able to manifest the glory of God. Now, what does that look like, to manifest the glory of God? It means that the divine light of God is shining out of the lives of his people. Glory and light go together in Scripture, the light of his glory. So here, if we're walking on the highway of holiness, we will be walking in love. We will be looking with that passionate love for, to make Jesus known to those that are walking in darkness. The glory of God will be shining out of our lives as light. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. See, the light shining out of your life will bring people out of darkness and cause the glory of God to shine in their lives. So this is breakout. This is what we're talking about. This is where we're going. This is what we're aiming at. This is what God, by his mercy and grace, is going to do amongst us. So the unclean will not journey on it. See, the light can't shine out of darkened lives. The light can only shine out of of the children of light who are walking in the light. Uh, That's why God is seemingly demanding much of us at present uh, because he knows that breakout can't happen through compromise. Uh, the churches are full of compromise, so God needs churches where there's no compromise, where the light of the glory of God can shine out of the lives of his people. 
And all this, you see, is not anything we can cause to happen ourselves. It has to be the work of God. It has to be the work of his spirit within us. All we can do is to make ourselves available to him so that he can work this out in us. And that's why our focus needs to be upon him and upon his glory when we worship and not to look at ourselves because to look at yourselves will never cause the light to shine out of your life. So... Uh, the unclean will not journey on it. It will be for those who walk in the way, not just those whom God has taken hold of and put their feet on the way. We walk in that way. There's this continuous action. This is the way we walk. This is the way we live. No lion will be there. Now, the lion, of course, uh, speaks of of the devil in this context. This is a highway. Now, what is a highway? A highway is, or, or, or literally, is a road that is higher than the ground on either side. So, for example, if you were to build a road through a marshy area, what you would do is build up the foundation of the road so you would have the marsh on either side, but the road itself would be higher, of a higher level than the marshy ground. That's a good visual uh, example of what the prophet is speaking of in Isaiah 35, a highway on either side, there's marshy ground. While you're on the highway, you're safe. Because no lion, no devil can get up on this way because it's the way of holiness. Remember, he was thrown out of heaven, the place of holiness, when he rebelled against the Lord and wanted to be as God himself. So no lion will be there, nor will any ferocious beast get up on it. No demon, no demonic power can walk on this highway. Those demonic powers, that lion that is roaring around looking for someone to devour, as the scripture says, they are down in the marshy ground. They're not on this highway. As you walk on that highway, you're safe. You depart from that and you're down in the marshy ground with the devil and the demons. That doesn't mean that you necessarily participate in what they're doing, but it does mean that you become vulnerable. You are safe, you are secure while you're on that highway of holiness. So the fools won't walk there because those who are foolish will flirt with sin and their feet will not be on the way of holiness, but they will go into the marshy ground where they become vulnerable to the work of the enemy. Are we all still breathing here? Okay. So, <clears throat> no lion will be there, nor will any ferocious beast get up on it. They will not be found there. Only the redeemed will walk there. And praise God by his mercy and grace, we are the redeemed. Well, there's many other redeemed as well, which is just as well. But we will walk on the highway of holiness 
as the redeemed of the Lord. You don't walk in holiness by looking at yourself and considering how holy you are. Uh huh. You see, holiness is something that is very practical. It's not just a state or that you feel that you are a holy person or anything of that nature. You see, love is practical. The agape love of God is love in practice. It's not an emotion. So if you're walking on the highway of holiness, you're walking in that love, you're walking in that very practical love, that's practical holiness. The light is shining out, the light of the glory of God is shining out so that people will see your good works. Good works are not a state in which you are living. Good works are the things that you do. So the love and the light give birth to the fruit that God will see in in your life. That's what it means to walk on the highway of holiness. Nobody can walk on that way without being fruitful. Just to walk on that way will inevitably bear fruit. When Jesus says, abide in me, continue to live in me, rest in me, what he's really saying is walk with me on the highway of holiness. Stay walking with me, stay living in me, and I will stay living in you because this is where he lives. He lives in those who are walking on that way. He doesn't live in those that belong to the marsh, to the, to the ground either side. But he lives in those who are walking on that way. Hallelujah. So only the redeemed of the Lord walk there and the ransomed of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing. You see, what, what keeps you motivated on that highway of holiness is praise. It's, it's a joyful, praising people that walk on that way. A people whose hearts are full of joy, full of thanksgiving to God, full of of. <clears throat> the awareness of just how gracious, how merciful, how long-suffering, how patient he is with those who walk on that way. That but for the grace of God, but for his mercy, we would not be able to do that. We would not be able to maintain that walk. And if it wasn't for the grace of God in our foolishness, we would often drift and perhaps sometimes people do drift from that, but God wants to quickly restore them to the way. Or, you know, you might put one foot into the mud or the mire on either side and you realize that's not going to do any good. That's not going to do me any good. It's not going to enable the fulfilling of God's will in my life. So you take your foot out of the mire and you put it back so that both feet are walking on the highway of holiness. So they will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. There's great reward for those who walk on the highway. Hallelujah. Gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee away. This is breakout. Hallelujah. This is what it looks like. And it's not impossible. I've lived through times of breakout have seen all this happening through our lives, through the ministry that God has given us. So uh, I believe that what God wants to do now is not repeat what he's done in the past, but to do something even more expansive, to do something even more wonderful. But we don't need to compare 
what he does now with anything else. All we need to do is to see him doing it, what he wants to do, that his plan and his purpose is going to be fulfilled. So when we come to the end of term, at the end of next week, we don't leave the highway of holiness. We don't abandon that for three weeks and say, well, we'll come back to it after Christmas, but I'm going to go off and enjoy myself over Christmas and New Year. No, no, no. If we are wise, if we are not the foolish, we will stay on that highway of holiness. Hallelujah. In fact, this is the real test because those of you who are just here in the confines of, of um, Rofi, where it's relatively safe from what's going on in the world around you, you are going to be pitchforked into the world, uh, into your family situations and whatever else will be doing, and that's where your walk on the highway of holiness will be absolutely crucial. Amen. Because, you see, something of the love of God and of the light of his glory will shine out of your life into those family and other circumstances in which you will be placed. So this is a wonderful, wonderful passage of scripture. I, I love the prophecy of Isaiah, but I have a great love for this particular chapter because it speaks so much of what God wants to do in what is commonly called revival. If you don't see that kind of thing happening in practice, it isn't really revival. People might be having a, you know, a nice move of the spirit, but God actually impacts the society around us, the world around us, the people around us, those that are living in darkness when there's real revival. So praise God. This is his plan and purpose. When I came here this morning, I had absolutely nothing from God for this session. I've had... I've had um, I've been having some really important times with the Lord in recent days. Even, you know, I was away for uh, a few days at the end of last week, but uh, it, I still had some really significant times with the Lord. And, and so often, you know, what, what, uh, what I bring here comes out of what God has been doing in, in my own heart and life as he moves us together forward as he moves us forward together in his purposes. And I had absolutely nothing. And, and I was just standing there praying. And it doesn't worry me because I know that God will always come good uh, before the event. Hallelujah. And sometimes he likes to leave things to the last moment. And just as I was standing there, he just said to me, the highway of holiness. It's time for the highway of holiness. So that's all I needed to hear. So now you've heard it, but I believe you see that this is God's timely message. This is saying, right, now this is what I've been preparing you for. This is what I've been doing in your life. And those of you that are going to go through freedom uh, in these coming days, uh, you know, the, the coming weekend and so on, that is going to be another part of his work that he's doing in you that you will enable you to walk on the highway of holiness. Hallelujah. It would be good if even those of you who aren't doing freedom have a weekend of freedom. 
uh, and just realize, thank you, Lord, that by the blood of Jesus, you have set me free from absolutely everything that would hinder or, or in any way disrupt my walk on the highway of holiness. Hallelujah. Now, just one thing that uh, we need to understand before we, f- before we pray. Just because we're walking on that highway of holiness does not mean that we are walking in perfect holiness in ourselves. It does not mean that we're walking perfectly in the light ourselves. We always have to remember the revelation of Scripture that we have no righteousness of our own, that Jesus is our righteousness. We have no holiness of our own, that he is our holiness. That we are not the light, but he is the light that shines within us. And so, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we think that our ability to walk on that way is the result of what we have done, even in our response to God, then we will be fooling ourselves. You see, what it means to walk on that way is to understand, Jesus, you are my holiness, you are my righteousness, you are the light, your spirit is the enabler. And as I keep my focus on you, so your life in me, despite my weakness, despite my fallibility, despite the things that I do that are still do not glorify and honor you, the things that are still imperfect in my life will not hinder and prevent my ability to walk on that highway with you. It's simply that what is within me will come so, become so much more important than I am to myself. So my focus won't be on my inadequacy and my weakness and my feelings and fears or whatever else, but my whole focus will be on you so that Christ within will be able to manifest his holy life, his love, his light, his glory through my life. That I am still just a jar of clay, but I have the treasure within. And what... what enables me to keep walking on that highway of holiness is the treasure. It's not my holiness. It's not my righteousness. It's not my spirituality. For goodness sake, don't ever think that God is going to work through your life through your spirituality because you have become such a spiritual person. Super spiritual people like that actually bear little or no fruit. No, all the fruit comes from the Christ within. This is why the scripture says that the secret is this, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so, you know, we don't need to focus on our weakness and our inability and our inadequacy. We just need to be thankful that within us we have the life of God, we have the power of God, we have the presence of his Holy Spirit, we have Christ within us, and by his mercy and his grace, he will keep us walking on that way. 
And so, if we do at any point give in to any weakness of our own, if we do grieve the Lord in any way, he is not going to disqualify us, but he is going to deal with those issues and he's going to keep us walking in that way because this is his will and this is his purpose. We have entered through the narrow gate. We are walking on the narrow way because it is a narrow way because this is the way that leads to life. But it's not only the way that leads to life for us, it is the way that leads to life for all those to whom God is sending us. And this is the point, you see, my friends, that Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, so have I sent you. He sends us into the world as those who are walking on this highway of holiness. And sometimes, you know, I when I'm walking through Swan Walk or somewhere like that, and it's just crowded with all kinds of people, and you've only got to look at their faces to see how miserable most of them are. Uh, you know, you, you think, well, Lord, by your grace, I'm walking on the highway of holiness while I'm walking through Swan Walk. Nobody is actually going to be able to distract me and take me off that way upon which you have set my feet. But you see, it's not, that's not just a... Uh, a thought of, of uh, selfishness, but of, of, of saying, Lord, let your light break out. Break out, let your life break out, let your love break out, so that more and more of these dear people that are lost, and it's just so obviously lost, that they will actually be able to embrace you because the light of your truth, the light of your glory will impact their lives. But I'm just telling you this, you see, because your ability to walk on the way of holiness has got nothing to do with your environment. It's got nothing to do with where you are. Even if you go into the place of deepest darkness, you are walking on the light. I knew someone some years ago who was an evangelist of an unusual kind because he went into the strip clubs of his city where there were so many absolutely miserable men, you know, who, who were absolutely lost. And he just had a ministry of getting alongside these guys in strip clubs and leading them to Christ. Now, that is not the kind of ministry for everybody. Hallelujah, praise God. I've never been in such a club myself, and I trust that none of you have. But if you're sent there by God because you have an anointing to bring people out of light, out of darkness into light. But you see, the point is, he took the light of Christ into that place. He was not afraid to go into a place of deep darkness because he knew that he could keep walking on the highway of holiness. And the love of God and the light of God could shine out of his life, even that environment. The environment did not undermine his holiness. Can you understand that? But, you know, this is not an invitation for you to try to emulate that particular evangelist uh, and to copy what he did. It's just to say, it doesn't matter where you go, you are light. And God does not want you to conform to the darkness of what is going on in the world around. So praise God. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to those three weeks of, of prayer and fasting at the beginning of, of January because I believe that's going to be such a mega time in God. It's, it, it, you know, God, 
I, I just have this sense God has already prepared something very special for us. And so my, my real concern is that I and you, all of us, come back after the Christmas break really ready to take off with God. That we don't have to spend the first few days trying to get right with him because we haven't walked on the highway of holiness over Christmas. You understanding what I'm saying? So this, this is, is not, you know, winding down to the end of term. This is keeping, keeping going on that way in which God has been setting our feet and knowing that the light of his glory is going to shine out of our lives. The light of his glory is going to shine out of your life. People are going to see the good works. Not, not, not that they're your works, but they're the, they will be the works of Christ in you. They will be the works of the Spirit of God within you. And we're going to see this. We're going to see the, the, the world around us begin to break out with, with the blossom and the, and the new growth and the new life. And we're going to see these miracles, <laughs> blind eyes open and, dear, uh, and lame people dancing and rejoicing. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you for your affirmation. Yes. Yes, we're going to see it. We're going to see it. Not, not for our glorification, but for the glory of God because it's his will and his purpose and he wants to see people delivered from darkness. He wants to see them taken out of bondage. Hallelujah. Why is God taking some of you through this process of freedom so that he can then use you to set others free? It's not just for your own personal freedom. So let's all stand and come into the middle here and just fix our eyes on Jesus, begin to rejoice and praise him. I want you to thank him. Thank him that he's taken you out of darkness. He's taken you out of darkness. None of the darkness of the world belongs to you. Hallelujah. God doesn't want to see any darkness in your life. You don't want to see any darkness in your life. So thank him that you are light in the Lord. That's how you're described. You are light in the Lord. Hallelujah. The children of light. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, praise you, Lord. Karabaturia letu. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Koratapadia letu, papapara sandaria letu, papapara sandaria letu, papapakala situ di santa. Papapara sandaria letu, papapakala situ di santa. O papapara sandaria letu, papapara sandaria letu, papapakala sita. Now Jesus said, Your eyes are the light of your body. See, what you look at determines whether your body is full of light or your body is full of darkness. That's why it's not wise to look upon the things of the world that are dark, that are sinful. Sin is not entertainment. Heard me say that before. The world makes films, movies, and so on that are focused on sin, and they call it entertainment. But sin leads to hell. And God wants us to be light, so 
we fix our eyes on Jesus who is the light. Amen. And we realize that it's impossible for me to look at the things of darkness without those creating darkness within me. Because that's what Jesus says. Okay, by the blood of Jesus, I can be cleansed from that darkness. But isn't it better not to look upon things of darkness and then to have to be cleansed of them? Isn't it better to keep our eyes on the things of light? I'm just wanting someone to agree with me here. Amen. So let's thank the Lord that our eyes are the light of our bodies. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace to keep our eyes on the light and on the things of light and not on the things of darkness. Thank you for your mercy and, Lord, that, that when we don't do that, you still do not disqualify us, but you cleanse us and purify us. But, Lord, we know that you don't want to have to keep going over the same ground in our lives again and again and again. But we thank you, Lord, that we are the children of light, that you are the light, and we fix our eyes on you as the light. And Lord, we, we say before you this morning that we want to walk in the light as the children of light. So we keep our eyes that are the light of our bodies. We keep our eyes fixed on the things of light and not on the things of darkness. Help me to do that, Lord. Help every one of us here in this room to do that so that our lives will be full of light so full of light that light will shine out of us that people will see our good works and give glory to our Father in heaven and we praise you we bless you we thank you Jesus thank you thank you thank you Jesus Pura la pasandaria leto papapara sandaria lenum. O papapara sandaria leto papapacala sandaria lenum asundum. Basta calaria leto papapara sandaria leto papapara sandum. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Pura la pasandaria leto papapara sandaria leto papacala sinema. O papapara sandaria leto papapacala sitisandum. Lord, I pray that you will help us all to understand that we, are, we have a serious mission to see transformation in the world around us. And we thank you, Lord, that it is a joyful thing to walk on that highway of holiness. That everlasting joy will fill our hearts as your word declares. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everlasting joy will crown our heads. Praise God. 
And thank you, Lord, we can walk in that joy even now. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we thank you, Lord, that that light enables us to walk in the light. And the joy, the joy enables us to be strong in that walk. Thank you that we walk on that way as a praising people, as a joyful people, as a thankful people. So, Lord, we're rejoicing always. We're giving thanks in all circumstances. For this is your will for us in Christ Jesus. And we praise you. We bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. That everything about that highway of holiness is positive. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Now, thank you, Lord. No lion can get on that way, nor can any wild beasts. Praise God. The devil can't get up on that way. No demonic powers can get up on that way. None of those things can have any influence on our lives as we walk on that way. And Jesus, we thank you that you are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you that we've come through the narrow gate and we're walking on that narrow way. And by your grace, you will enable us to persevere in that. And we praise you. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that there's no breakthrough in the boggy land that is on either side, but all the breakthroughs are on that highway of holiness. And we bless you, we praise you, that we're breaking through so that we will see breakout. Oh, that next year is going to be a year of great fruitfulness when we will see that which you have been preparing us for that replaces faith camp with something even more fruitful than just blessing a few thousand people once a week. So we pray once uh, one week in the year. So we praise you, Lord. We bless you. Come on, let's really praise him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that in these coming weeks over the holiday period, we're not going to be walking in darkness with our non-Christian friends, but we will want them to walk with us in the light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we want, we want to be friends and we want to influence them, but we don't have to descend to the level of darkness in other people's lives. And so we thank you, Jesus. We place that wall of your protection around us. Hallelujah. That we will be able to be the light without allowing the darkness to influence us. But as the light, we will impact the darkness. The darkness will not impact us. And we praise you. We bless you. We thank you, Jesus. Sarabatota parasitarama.
Oh, we need to have some rejoicing in this room now. Popapara sandaria leto papapakala sandama. Papapara sadabaria leto papapara sandaria leto papapara zimba. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Lord. I praise you, I exalt you. I bless you, I glorify your name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord, that gladness and joy will overtake us and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Now, God has just said to me, your miracles await you. You see, he's prepared good things for us to walk in. All those good things are on that highway of holiness. I just believe he's saying that there's a number of us here in this room who need a miracle. I include myself in that. I need a miracle at this time. But I just believe he's saying your miracles await you. Keep your focus on me and I will lead you into your miracle. Hallelujah. And the significance of that, you see, is when God touches your life in miraculous ways, that encourages faith for you to believe God will work miracles through you in the lives of other people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You don't want those miracles to be in the future. You want them to become the present. So thank you that as we walk step by step with you on that way where you have placed our feet now, we're going to walk into the miraculous. Hallelujah. And we're going to see the miraculous attending that walk. Hallelujah. We are going to see the blind eyes being opened and we're going to see the lame people leaping for joy. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to see depressed people completely liberated. Oh, Lord, we're going to see addicts, addicts set free from their addiction immediately, immediately. Immediate transformation. Miracles of your healing grace. And we praise you. We bless you. We thank you for them. Even before we see them, Lord, we thank you for them. We believe that we receive them, Lord. Even before these events happen, we believe we receive them as part of your ongoing purpose for us. And we bless your holy name. We thank you that you have prepared these good things. You have prepared miraculous things for us to walk in. Thank you, 
Bastagalaria Lero Papara Sandaria Lero Papara Cinema Papara Sandaria Lero Papara Sandaria Lero Papara Cinema Thank you, thank you, Jesus Pura Lapa Sandaria Lero Papara Sandaria Masinema O Papara Sato Papacala Situ di Santama O Mamamara Sandaria Lero Papara Sandaria Lero Papara Cinema Basta galaria lero papapara sandaria lena masandama o papapara sandaria lero papapara sandama papapara sandaria lero papapara sandama oh thank you lord i'm walking into my miracle i'm walking into my miracle para basandaria lero papapara sandama e papapara sandaria lero papapara sandama thank you thank you jesus pura la basandaria lero all for your glory, all for your honor, all for your praise. I bless you, Lord. I praise you. I exalt you. I glorify you. Pura la basandaria lero papara sandaria masinama. Oh, just, just focus on his glory. Focus on his glory. Give him glory. Give him honor. Give him praise. Pura la basandaria lero papara sandama. Papara Sandaria, Lero Papara Sidaria, Lero Papara Sandama. O Papara Sandaria, Lero Papa Kala Sidi Sandama. O Papara Sandaria, Lero Papa Kala Sidi Sandama. Papara Sandaria, Lero Papara Sandarama. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Papara Sandaria, Lero Papara Sandarama. O papapara sandaria lero papapara sidri sandama. O papapara sandaria lero papapara sidri sandama. E papapara sandaria lero papapara sandaria lero papapara sandama. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Polalapa sandaria lenama. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Hallelujah. We rejoice in you, Lord. We rejoice in you. Hallelujah. Oh, wonderful, wonderful Lord. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. And a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. The unclean will not journey on it. It will be for those who walk in that way. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor will any ferocious beast get up on it. They will not be found there but only the redeemed will walk there and the ransomed of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Thank you, Lord, that this highway is the way of joy. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that when you walked on earth, you walked on this way. And the anointing of the oil of joy raised you above your companions. Because they were all walking in the mire, but you were walking on the highway of holiness. And thank you, Lord, that the devil couldn't touch you. Although people wanted to murder you and kill you, and they couldn't touch you. No demon could, could influence or affect you in any way whatsoever. And we thank you, Lord, that... It had to be by your own free choice to give yourself into the hands of the enemy to be crucified. But while you walked on that way, 
No one, nothing could touch you. And we praise you. We bless you. Oh, hallelujah. And thank you that we are on that way. <laughs> hallelujah. And Lord, we live by the designs you have for us, not by the designs the devil has for us. And we bless your holy name. We praise your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, praise you, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Let's have uh, some musicians forward if we've got any here. We're going to sing Amazing Grace. Why? Because it's all through his amazing grace that we're on that way. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. But just remember that he saved you for himself and for others, not just so you can go to heaven. Okay, let's praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.